Hello, fellow Rebel Capitalists. Hope you're well. So you guys all know how this game is played. The politicians come out and they make some rule. And in the process of making this rule, law, regulation, before the public knows about it, they're calling their broker, like Nancy Pelosi in that thumbnail, and saying, hey, buy this stock, buy this stock, or hey, short this stock, short this stock. That's why if you look at Nancy Pelosi's track record, or her husband, so it's not Nancy Pelosi, oh, no, 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 no. They always have some sort of family member that they say they're not connected to in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it's doing all this trading and magically beating Stan Druckenmiller. Hmm, I wonder how that happens. So I think the most recent target for these political insiders is a company that we talked about yesterday in a video. So let's shoot straight over to Wired magazine and you guys will see what i'm talking about here and then we can come to the conclusion as to whether you think that this is probably a stock that the political insiders are shorting right now i have no proof of this but i think it definitely is the end of airbnb in new york now you guys that watched my videos yesterday you saw that i came out with one talking about how airbnb was just included into the S&P 500. And I thought that probably marked a top in the Airbnb hysteria. And I strongly encourage listening to my buddy Adam Taggart's um, uh, podcast. I believe it was from yesterday, the day prior, where he had on a gal, I think her name is Amy Nixon. And she does a deep dive into Airbnb. And she makes great points, basically, that the tailwind that Airbnb has enjoyed due to uh, the fact that the Gen uh, Z and the millennials are 60% of their business, maybe even more in some areas. And uh, they had all of this additional purchasing power for stimmies and the stuff we talk about on this channel all the time. And plus they had their expenses that were dramatically reduced. So they prefer Airbnb. So Airbnb had more tailwind over the past two or three years than they will ever have. And if they go back to the demand that they had just in 2019, we're talking about the them taking a massive hit, especially when you look at Yahoo Finance. Let's actually go to that real quick. We talked about this yesterday, but it's worth reviewing. That if you go to their earnings and they have all these beats going, you know, Q3 2022, Q4 2022, as you would imagine, they beat estimates, beat estimates, beat estimates. Right. That's because all these kids have additional purchasing power that they're not going to have in the future. This is the bullwhip effect right here. They're seeing it play out in real time. So assuming that it goes back to 2019, I think it might go back even lower than that. Uh, there, the, the market is basing their share price or what they're willing to pay for Airbnb on this continuing indefinitely into the future. It's the theme of the last video that we did. They're taking Wall Street is looking at what has happened over the last few quarters and saying, oh, well, Airbnb has grown at this rate. Therefore, they're going to continue to do it in the future. But it's the politicians that are behind the scenes. They oh, no, we're going to make all... We're going to create all these roadblocks for Airbnb, and we know that we're creating these roadblocks. So Nancy Pelosi on the phone with her broker or her husband, who's getting the crap beat out of him by some gay guy <laughs> that's naked over at his house, and she said, "Hurry, hurry, get that gay guy, get that naked gay guy out of there. Whatever you're doing with him, just get on the phone. Make sure you're shorting Airbnb." I think that's really what's going on behind the scenes. But let's get back to the article here. So Local Law 18 came into force Tuesday. And it is so strict, it doesn't just limit how Airbnb operates in the city. It almost bans it entirely for many guests and hosts. Now, if you're saying to yourself, okay, George, this is a little over the top here, a little hyperbolic. No, this is actually, when you go down into the article, Airbnb 
says this pretty much exactly. So getting back to this, they say from now on, all short-term rental hosts in New York must register with the city and only those who live in the place they're renting and are present when someone is staying can qualify. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, that, that pretty much is a death blow to Airbnb. That's for sure. And people can only have two guests. Well, first of before we even get into the Airbnb component of this, how Orwellian, how authoritarian is this? Let, wait a minute here. Let me reread this. From now on, all short-term rental hosts in New York must register with the city and only those who live in the place they're renting. Okay, so, I mean, how are they going to track that? W what if I just know two people that are coming in and I say that I'm, how are they going to know that I'm not living there? Okay, this gets a little weird. I, I, I'm going to save that for the topic of a separate video. But what are they going to do? Have, have cameras in there? What are you going to have to check in now when you go to your house to make sure that you're living there just to make sure that you're not breaking these rules? Oh, I guess that's what the orb is for. That's what WorldCoin, that's what Sam Altman's working on. And I guess this is why they need your biometric data. Anyway, we'll save that rabbit hole for <laughs> other videos. Let's get back to the Airbnb component here. Gone are the days of sleek downtown apartments outfitted for bachelorette parties, cozy two and three bedroom apartments near museums for families, and even the option for people to rent out their apartment on the weekend. While Airbnb, Verbo, and others can continue to operate in New York, the new rules are so tight that Airbnb sees it as a de facto ban. I mean, I think people are going to get around this, quite frankly, but uh, it's still going to reduce the amount of people that are doing it, that's for sure. Short-term rentals can bring noise trash. Okay, we know about that. Airbnb is also popular with some 66 million visitors a year looking for accommodations cheaper, sometimes larger than hotels. In 2022 alone, short-term listings in New York brought in 80 five million dollars so this doesn't just impact airbnb and the share price this is going to dramatically impact those people that went out there in 2020 2021 22 and bought a property that would otherwise have negative cash flow and they bought it most likely using a mortgage to where the, now you know the only way they can use they excuse me the only way they can have positive cash flow is if it's airbnb now all of that goes away so what happens to those people they've got two options either they turn it into a long-term rental i don't know how they're going to do that and have negative cash flow or they're going to sell and i think this goes back to some of the dynamics that adam was talking about with his discussion uh, or in his discussion with amy and it's like you you've got to understand that that i forgot what the exact number is but it was a massive amount like 30, 40% of all the Airbnbs that we have in the United States right now were started after the Cerveza sickness. So just in the last two or three years, we have created 40%, let's just call it roughly, of all the Airbnb listings in the United States. Okay, well, how many of those people that bought those houses specifically to Airbnb bought them with a mortgage? Probably a mortgage with a higher interest rate, maybe five, six, 7%. Okay, well, how many of those properties would cash flow if they're long-term rentals? Depending on the market, but my guess is not too many because you're way overpaying for these things. I get it, rents are up, but you're paying for these properties at nosebleed levels, especially relative to incomes. And then, you know, you go through what we talked about on this channel from a macro standpoint, what happens if Jerome Powell gets his wish and the unemployment rate goes up, student loans, everything goes into this. So this could not only impact the Airbnb stock price, but maybe even more so impact these landlords that went out, overextended themselves, and bought these negative cash flowing properties just be 
just because they thought they could eke out some positive cash flow by charging nightly rents. And now all of a sudden that's gone. Poof. And it's not just New York. They say that Dallas has implemented similar types of laws. They said elsewhere, the Canadian province of Quebec and Memphis, Tennessee, among others, now require licenses for short-term rentals. In San Francisco, the amount of time someone can list their entire residence for rent on Airbnb, and how do they track this, at 90 days per year. Amsterdam put limits on 30 nights per year. Jeez, 30 nights per year? Yeah, that's basically a ban. Paris at 120 days. But the, the bottom line is 80% of these Airbnbs, I'm just throwing that out there, but a, a significant portion of these Airbnbs, there's no way they could have positive cash flow if you can only use them 30 nights a year, for heaven's sakes. So, and then all of these other regulations that are incredibly onerous, if they can't get around those, I mean, again, you're, you're talking about a lot of housing stock coming back into the market as well. In addition to the problems that Airbnb's share price may have. So Airbnb's attempts to fight back in the new law have been unsuccessful. Yeah, I see, I, I'm not here to, to, to have, I'm agnostic on Airbnb, the company, but I, I do see how from a political standpoint, they will most likely struggle moving forward because you've got way more people that don't like Airbnb than do like Airbnb. I get it. It's very popular with the, with Josh's generation and the millennials and whatnot. But how? What percentage of those kids are actually using Airbnb? You know, pr probably a, a lower percentage. But then, how many of these other people that aren't using the service are having to put up with the higher rents? As an example, I mean, one of the reasons I think rents have gone up and are at all time highs while housing prices have gone up and are at all-time highs is because of this Airbnb phenomenon, right? So you're taking all this rental stock off the market, turning it into Airbnb short-term rental. Well, those are all properties that could have been used for six-month, one-year leases. That brings down rents. So I think on net balance, there's a lot more people. And plus, they don't like them in the neighborhoods. I know here in Medellin, nobody wants an Airbnb in their building. Nobody. Uh, and that you know, I'm a free market guy, so I think they should be able to do what they want. But just on a personal level, uh, although I think it should be legal, do I like it? No, because the air, especially the Airbnbs here in Medellin, they're brutal. They're just all of the, you know, the wannabe baller guys that come down here that want to get hookers. They want to do drugs. They want to do all these things. They want to act like Pablo Escobar for a couple days. And it's just, it, it, it's just the neighborhood goes straight downhill. Again, I think it should be legal. I don't like it. And I think most people would fall into that category, especially if you've got an Airbnb or your neighborhood. So my point is, again, that the politicians are going to basically look at what the narrative is out there in society or which way the societal winds are blowing as far as their preferences. And they're just going to try to buy as many votes as possible. So they're going to say, OK, if I if I side with Airbnb, then I get 45 percent of the vote. If I side against them, then I get 65. Well, no brainer. I'm going to go against Airbnb because that's what the majority of the people, that's their view of this dynamic. Hey, guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as 
Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So they go on to say that the rules are a blow to its tourism economy. I think this is probably from Airbnb. Yeah, this is a guy from Airbnb. Uh, the city is sending a clear message to millions of potential visitors who will now, okay, so that doesn't really matter. I think that's just them trying to spin it here. The change will make short-term rentals a lot less attractive. There are currently more than 40,000. Jeez. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out here. Time out, time out. I have to be reading this wrong. There are currently more than 40,000 Airbnbs in New York. Airbnbs in New York? That's got to be for the whole state. That has to be for the whole state. Let me keep going here. According to Inside Airbnb, which tracks listings on the platform, as of June 2022, 434 of those were short-term rentals defined as places that can be booked for fewer than... No? Okay, so this doesn't make a lot of sense here. There were 434 of those viewers' short-term rentals defined as places that can be booked for fewer than... 30 nights. Many Airbnbs are concentrated around downtown Manhattan, Upper East Side, Williamsburg, Park Slope, and Brooklyn. While the number of rentals may be small compared to New York City's population of 8 million, 40,000? Now, if this is based on 8 million, that is an astronomically high number. But I don't see how we go from 40,000 Airbnbs to New York to 434 being short-term rentals. That Something doesn't add up there. So let's go ahead and park that data point we're gonna have to research that further maybe for another video josh why don't you write that down is it 434 or is it 40,000? I, I realize that some of the airbnbs can be longer term rentals but it's not like the majority of them are going to be long-term rentals the majority are going to be short term let me read this one more time to make sure i'm understanding this there are currently more than 40,000 airbnbs in new york according to inside airbnb actually let me just go click on that let's see where that takes us 43,000. Look at this, Josh. This Jesus. is not for the entire state. This is just for the Manhattan area. That is insane. Whoa. No way. <laughs> Holy cow. This is just for New York City. Yeah, so if this is true, there, there's no way there's just 430. There's no way. The I wonder what the occupancy rate. I mean, this. there's no way there's... Oh, look here. They've got it broken down right here, Josh. 51% are short-term rentals. So I don't, uh, yeah, that must've been a typo on that article. So 22,434 are short-term rentals. Wow. So, I mean, let, let's just think about this guys. And I know a lot of you may be saying to yourself, okay, George, well, there's a lot of housing units in New York city. So how can this possibly impact the price? Because prices of real estate are set at the margin. Let's think about this. If there's, let's just say there's, uh, I don't know, let's just say there's a, a million housing units, which is probably not, but let's just say there's a million housing units in New York City, in this area that we see on the map. Okay, well, out of those, let's just say that there's 10,000 that are for sale. So the prices for all 1 million are going to be 
dictated by the price that those 10,000 sell for. So if you have 22,000, for heaven's sakes, that become distressed because of the dynamics that we talked about earlier, that is going to, you're going to have a, a, you're going to have a tsunami of properties hit the market and that therefore prices come down. They trade, therefore the comps for all the other housing units in New York City, meaning people's equity, plummets. Man, I, I, I'm still having a hard time getting my head around that 43,000 number. Jeez, when they were talking about an Airbnb bubble, I, <laughs> I had no idea that it was to this extent. Wow, and look at this. There's hosts that have hundreds of listings. Look, Blue Ground, they have 569 listings. And they're all of these are either homes or apartments. You're meaning to tell me that this Blue Ground group, that they bought all these in cash? Absolutely not. And you're telling me that out of these 569, that they all would positive cash flow at a one-year lease? Not even close. Look at this. Look at how many people own more than 100. Man, and this is just in New York City. Holy cow. Well, Josh, now I know why Nancy Pelosi is on her phone in that thumbnail calling her broker ASAP. Whoo. Boy, this video started off about Airbnb and the stock, but my goodness, we're concluding it here on a, a much bigger bombshell. And that's the impact that these Airbnbs hitting the market due to these regulations will have on the actual housing market. So more on that, uh, maybe come to today or definitely throughout the rest of this week, we'll have to follow this story very, very closely. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.